is what it is. You that, know. that really seems to be the quote for this week. It is what it is. You just got to deal with it uh, yeah. as it comes. Yeah, pretty much. Um, feeling a little low energy today, I think, because I have uh, partied a lot over the last several days. Yeah, that's true. You did go out Friday night. I forgot about and that. And Thursday night when you oh, quit. Oh, yeah. We went out that night, drank in celebration of you quitting your job you ate. Friday night I went out for a work thing. And then yesterday we went out. And each night I told myself, yeah, I'm going to just take it easy, low key, blah, blah, blah. And then obviously never ends up that way, especially because it's like, just, you know, good party vibes, so you don't want to, like, ruin it, but I feel like a wrung-out sponge. Um, I myself am feeling very sleepy today, but I don't think I, I don't think it's related to going out last night. I think it's because my sleep schedule is all fucked, because, um, because yeah, I'm just, I'm fucked. God damn it. I just can't get my energy together. Sorry. I know. Just slap me. Slap you in the face? Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Well. How much water have you had today? Have you, have you had a lot? I don't know. Maybe I haven't had enough. Just need to drink your fill. Hopefully the mic's picking up our sips. It's one of those things, you know, when you don't drink water at all, all day? Yeah. You just like drinking, start the morning out with coffee and you've just been drinking coffee or whatever. I have had a lot of tea. And then like... Hmm. I woke up, and I was so parched. Oh. Immediately, I don't know why, I just went for coffee. Rather than, you know, water. So I, I just slept with my this mouth. This feels rejuvenating. Actually, it does. It does feel make me feel a little bit better. I, I realized I slept with my mouth open last night, the entire night, and I woke up feeling like my mouth had been made out of sandpaper. Yeah, my mouth was incredibly bad. And garbage. And it was... I had total garbage mouth this morning. Hot. I like that. Uh, this is Kane Train. This is Gibby Kane. Wow. You came out out of nowhere with that. Yeah, because I'm, f- I'm fucking sick of it. I'm sick of the riffing. No, I mean, it's just was time. Yeah. Feels right. And I'm Pat Kane. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and uh, I f- fuck, I'm unemployed now because I quit the shit out of my job. But it's okay. I'm pretty happy about it. I feel... Um, I feel at peace and it's nice, uh, it's nice to be able to have my life back and not feel like I am tethered to just constantly being on call for something. Mm -hmm. I, I I can't, people I think in the creative industry know what I mean. Like it's similar. You honestly get treated like you're, you're a nurse, like you're on call for shifts, but it never ends and what you're doing doesn't save lives. So you, it's baffling, really. But I'm excited to find out if that's a normal thing or if it's not. But I think it's not. What do you mean? Like uh, feeling that way? No, I mean like an industry standard. Just to be constantly on call for things that are are insane. Like that I think was... a lot of times it is. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I've, I see how you... You know, your work is, and I don't feel like that's the same for you. I always have, like, cr- I, like deadlines, 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 fucking... 
Well, yeah. Working late nights. You have deadlines. Well, I've worked late nights. You know, it's just part. But you're it's, not. You're not like waiting to receive a, an emergency email telling you that you have to change everything. And it's no. like you have to do it at at midnight, and or you have to be available for a change to be made on a certain holiday, right? No, I would never want to work. I would. I would never like. Psychotic. Put myself in a position where I'd have to deal with that. I don't think anybody should. So, uh, due to due to just stress and overall work life balance, I've I did the what I think is best, and uh, I feel really good about it. But my sleep schedule is all fucked. I am so tired all the time now because I am relaxed, but I'm also staying up way later and sleeping in later, and I'm coming off of. Getting up at 6.30 every morning, whether I wanted to or not. Yeah. <clears throat> but now you don't have to worry about that at all. Now I don't. Now I get to take the holidays off. It's it's so nice. I'm having a great time with it. And I'm the proud new mother of a, an iMac. Yeah, we got you with, like, the basic low-end yeah. iMac. Yeah. For, you know... Not as much money as I was expecting to pay, so that's good. Thank God, I know. That means God, you can, you know, do what you need to do, and mm-hmm. we'll just write it off on our taxes. Hell or whatever. yeah! Hell yeah! I mean, it's it's perfect. It's exactly what oh, yeah, I've I mean, needed I can't, to do. I can't imagine not having a computer to kind of finish up and put out the work that I want to show off, or you know, even yeah. freelancing. You gotta have a computer. Well, you also have to have the right computer, which is another part of it. And I had been working with PCs all the time, and then when I didn't have a PC, I had my work computer that they gave me, which was a laptop, which was hard to work on. If you're a retoucher, it is so hard to work off of a laptop, even if you have a monitor that's connected to it. It's not the same. Yeah. So now that I have a large screen with um, 5K display, it's... It's a real game changer. It feels good. Yeah. I feel like I finally caught up to the industry. Nice. Yeah. Good. What else what else you got? Um cultivate I I don't know if I said on the last episode but I d- accidentally took my mustache off. Huh. When I was trying to trim it with like big, you know, head clippers. I was trying to like edge it cuz it look, I I shaved it unevenly so I was trying to clean it up. But then I tried to get under it and I took too much off. And then I was like, well, it's either a Hitler Michael Jordan mustache, like under the nose, or I just start over. Yeah. So, cultivating my mustache. Hopefully, I have it in time for the holidays. I wanted to be in all the pictures with, like, something. Dude, you can't fuck it up again. But I don't know if it's going to be long enough for, for picture day. I got about a week until. I've seen your hair. I think you'll be there. You think? I do. In a week, week's time. That's okay. We can just fill it in with a little bit of makeup. So we're we're flying out New Year's Eve. We're coming fl- coming back. We're flying out Christmas Eve early to go uh, back to Ohio. And I've been thinking about traffic and what that's going to be like. We're going to have to probably leave really, really late at night. Probably. Because our flight's a red eye flight. Yeah, but we gotta go all the way down to LAX. Not looking forward to it. Yeah, for the first time, me not having to go to work. But I'm pumped at the same time. to go back to Ohio to yeah. see everyone and sharing the holiday and keep it light and you know. So 
I think currently it's it's probably in the 30s. I'm just guessing in Ohio. It's probably cold as fuck, yeah. And They've here, here it's like 70. It's perfect. Yeah, it's nice. I'm so sad to be you leaving can't, it. You can't uh, anticipate anything like this when we go back home, though. No, if only I could take the weather with me. That's the one. That's a shame. That's a thing for me. I, I keep thinking about it, and I just, oh, God, it hurts. Fucking hurts to be out there. Do you think it's like, um, I don't know. Like the tundra. Yeah, I guess it'll, it'll probably just be over so fast. I, I think what the pro- the biggest, my problem is with the Ohio winters is that they change so fast on a dime that mm. you get sick easier because it's like you'll have rain and kind of warmer temperatures where it's real humid and then it'll like dry out yeah low humidity and just freezing out and it's just like a killer on your body just to be out in it um but uh i think the fact that we're there for such a short amount of time Mm -hmm. and we're honestly going to be spending probably a lot of it indoors anyway well we have to spend all of it indoors it's not gonna it's not really gonna It'll be so fucking cold. My yeah. my biggest concern is to have some kind of fucking virus. I am so worried. Well, we're, I'm, I'm making like garlic chicken to like build up immunity. And then we're, I'm going to buy like a bunch of airborne and vitamin C. God damn it. If one of us gets sick, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be so upset. Ourselves. I'm just going to have to kill, our, kill whoever's sick. If it's me, it's going to be suicide. If it's both of us, it's going to be murder-suicide. But just think, like, what, we'll I was to. so sick... I was so sick last year, and we did so much shit on top of it that there's no way it's going to be as bad. But I just don't want to. I'm so... Even now, just thinking about it, like, I just feel it coming on. Don't think about it, because it will. (laughs) It'll happen. (laughs) I swear to God. Just trying to exercise, you know, like, flex out all the disease as I can. Flex out all the disease? Just, like, sweat it out, you know? Just, like just fucking work out and I feel like if you do that you're like filtering out I don't know if that's necessarily true but yeah it does well you you don't work out when you're sick that's bad but if you work out it's good to prevent sickness yeah I need to get back to it now that I'm unemployed and I have all the time in the world I should probably start working out again I told myself I would so it's time to make it on that promise I'm just so lazy I'm also so sleepy I feel you can't help it Dude, I feel you. This is the laziest Sunday I swear we have ever had. I know. We went down to do laundry, and there was this crazy woman that was like, hort, like she's like a, the laundry goblin of our building. <laughs> she like she goes down there. Yes. It doesn't happen every time, but it seems like she's always down there doing laundry when we want to do it. And she's, she's always like there. Every single machine, and she's just like, you know. She just snarls at you. And she just... doesn't. She doesn't communicate to you directly. She's just like. Rrr, rrr, rrr. Yeah, do, that's I'm like. Are you doing? Much it. Are you gonna be using all these machines? And then she's just like, yeah, she just growls just at grumbling. you. Yeah, angry. So fucking annoying. Cannot wait for that. She's been our adversary of the day. Also, just lethargy. It's been my adversary. You, yeah, you could say that's our number one. Well, I'm working on this little photo retouching test for uh, for a, a potential a gig. gig. And it's uh, it's kind of kicking my ass. It's really hard. And every time I sit down at my computer, I feel myself getting more and more feverish with just the, the anticipation of getting it done. Thankfully, I started it so early, so I've had so much time to work on it because, I mean, damn, it's hard. 
Todd. I don't think I've ever had such a difficult test. So that's what's going on with us. We saw Star Wars, liked it. Um, Hell yeah. <clears throat> that's that's and pretty much it. <laughs> just liked it, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to give anything away. Nope. Go see it. It's good. Uh, let's see here. Let's oh, get into it. Start? Yeah, let's get into it, man. Do it up. I got a few. They're they're all kind of like pretty short, but interesting. So this is from the Independent. This one I picked because of I, my love for these uh, strange strange creatures. Scientists use artificial intelligence to eavesdrop on dolphins. Algorithm enables research team to sift through millions of echolocation clicks made by ma- marine mammals in the Gulf of Mexico. So this is this article kind of is about like not their language but how they communicate due to certain um, environmental things like yeah like oil spills and stuff like that so they're trying to track kind of this the kind of clicks they use and stuff so it is kind of trying to interpret what kind of language it is but Hmm. more like how they respond to shit going on in their environment interesting Scientists have developed an algorithm to monitor the underwater chatter of dolphins with the help of machine learning. Using autonomous water sports... Water, sorry, water sports. <laughs> Wa- underwater Phelps, underwater just... sensors. Oh, I was thinking like pee games, like pee-pee games. What? That's a genre of pornography. It's what? water sports. Ew. Sorry. Using autonomous underwater sensors, researchers working in the Gulf of Mexico spent two years making recordings of dolphin echolocation clicks. The result was a data set of 52 million click noises. To sort through this vast amount of information, the scientists employed an unsupervised algorithm that automatically classified the noises into categories. So then there's like this 3D rendering showing... Ooh, it looks like a giant fart trail. Yeah, just like this gas... But it's not. It's their clicks. Without being taught to recognize patterns that were already known, the algorithm was able to seek original patterns in the data and identify types of click. This enabled the scientists to determine specific patterns of clicks among the millions of clicks being recorded and could help them identify dolphin species in the wild. Quote, It's fun to think about how the machine learning algorithms used to suggest music or social media friends to people could be... It reinterpreted to help with the ecological research challenges, says Dr. Caitlin Fraser of Scripps Institution of Oceanography, the lead author of the study published in the journal um, PLOS Computational Biology. Sounds like a science as fuck journal. Yeah. Innovations in the, quote, innovations in sensor technologies have opened up the floodgates in terms of data in the natural world. And there's a lot of room for creativity right now in echolocation data analysis, she said. Monitoring dolphin populations at sea is challenging. Dr. Fraser and her colleagues think that their techniques would employ us to uh, sift through large quantities of data and keep track of dolphin populations in a non-disruptive way. Dolphins are an incredibly diverse family of mammals, and, diff- and different species use different types of clicks to echolocate. The research team's work so far was able to identify one type of click associated with a particular dolphin species. Rhizos dolphin. Rhizos dolphin? Hmm. R-I-S-S-O dolphin. Rizzo? It's a, it's a type of dolphin. Hmm. And they intend to conduct field work that will link other click types with other known species. They also hope their research will allow them to monitor the impact of oil spills and climate change in dolphin populations in the Gulf. 
So pretty cool. Isn't that cool? They're able to like, tr like we're gonna eventually get to the point where we can just talk to them. That'd be like Coco the gorilla. Uh, that's right. Oh, I forgot about that shit. Yeah. I mean, animals are surprisingly very intelligent. Most of them, except the one we have. Yeah, he's pretty dumb. Um, I have a little article. Okay. I have a little something, something. Uh, in 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 light of recent uh moves in California, I have an article uh from the New York Times that's all about pot. Pat. Blazing. Uh, so it's entitled "Los Angeles's Power Brokers of Pot Crank Up the Kook." Uh, sensuality circles, high teas, expensive vape pens. Who says there's no intellectual life in this fine city? Los Angeles, Carly Joe Bidlimer. I probably Carly Joe Bidlimer. Yeah, I probably butchered that. Was talking to a group of twenty-somethings in a living room in the Bel Air neighborhood there. Uh, well, a week before the wildfires, she was explaining that consuming marijuana allows a woman to awaken her yoni, quote unquote, a Sanskrit term for uh, vagina favored by Hollywood bohemians, which if you haven't seen that shit, it's really crazy. It's like just sticking an egg into your vagina. Sipping an, an egg? Yeah, you know, you put an egg into your vagina and it exercises the muscles in a way that um, it's supposed to heighten your your cervix and, and muscles and shit to just Is give it, you an um, orgasm. Does it... Uh... What if it cracks? Well, it can't. It's a stone. It wouldn't. What do you mean? An egg? Like a chicken egg? No, it's not like a chicken egg. It's a stone egg. It's it's like a rock. Oh. Um, I think jade is the recommended yoni egg because it's the less likeliest to to carry um, any kind of like STDs on it or shit like that. It's like it's more hygienic. It's so fucking gross. Put a um, condom on that thing. So. Ms. Bidlimar, a former casting producer for The Bachelor, vigorously shakes her hips. She was leading the women in a so-called cannabis sensuality circle that seemed like something out of the 1960s Eslin. Joints, frank talk about sexuality, meditation, and at the end of the night, a headlong plunge into a big bowl of strawberries and dark chocolate. It is our divine right to enjoy our pleasure, Ms. Bidlimar said. No one disagreed. Super Californian. In January, California will join the list of states where recreational marijuana is legal, among them Oregon, Washington, Colorado, and Alaska, with researchers tallying California's marijuana sales at $7.7 last year. And so-called Green Rush has already turned gold. Next year, the Standard Hotel in Hollywood plans to open a dispensary for edibles. It's exploding in a good way, says Emerald Castro, a brand ambassador for cannabis startups. There are a lot of professionals on board. Cannabis sales currently for medicinal purposes are primarily a cash business. Federal law prohibits the use of banks for illegal drugs, and with restrictions on advertising, the industry retains something of a quaint dorm room vibe. That means parties, lots of them, parties to educate and inform new users, parties to connect to friends who partake, and parties to sell, sell, sell cannabis in an unfamiliar public, most of whom still think Girl Scout cookies are for eating, Moby Dick is a novel, and Skywalker is Luke's last name, rather than chic new strains. 
Along with the sensuality circles, there are get-togethers for gamers who smoke pot, marijuana, Christmas parties, classes where artists can puff and paint. Oh, God, I would so be down for that. There are studios where yogis smoke Senzamilla? Isn't that strain? Um, I don't know anything about pot. With their Shavasana and members who only co-working space where entrepreneurs can enjoy a dab of hash while pouring over data flow diagrams and accounting receipts. I could not do that. That would be too complicated. I can't. I learned I cannot sort files worth shit if I'm stoned. It all comes down to not feeling like a criminal, being seen as a criminal, says Douglas Dracup, 31, who Hitman Coffee Shop in South La Brea Avenue, which I have been to. Hitman Co- Hitman uh, Coffee Shop is fucking dope. It's got excellent food. Is one of these spaces. Parties, he said, have set the stage for industry to flourish. Below, a recent tour of Los Angeles's flourishing pot scene. Uh, high tea in a gated office building off Sunset Boulevard, tucked between parking lots and two motels. About 25 people gathered one recent Saturday for White Rabbit High Tea. Jessica Cole Erickson, 34, began hosting tea parties in April 2016 after working as a nanny in Ireland, where brew was a daily ritual. I'm rolling joints, so... Everyone, let's get rolling, says Miss Erickson, who brought a box filled with masks and hats for people to wear. I'm so happy you're here on this lovely afternoon. Some were friends or guests who read about the tea party, which cost $65 online. I saw it on Instagram last month, and I thought I would come, said Bridget Davis, in between puffs under her leopard print hat. In December, I'm going to pull out my mink. It's a different kind of crowd, not teenagers or millennials. Holden Jagger, a former executive pastry chef at the Soho House, who started a cannabis cooking and cultivation business last year, prepared the meal. The table was set with place cards, gold lace paper napkins, and strategically arranged ashtrays. There's no pot in the roasted corn and buttermilk scones, but there were plenty of joints, vape pens, and edibles on the table. A server wearing a crimson dress and rabbit ears poured peach green tea. Tara Dawson Roseman, an eyebrow esthetician, examined a bottle of lotion infused with medical marijuana. I'll be honest, I really don't think that shit works, but my dad loves this stuff, says Roxanne Dennett, whose company, Fruit Slabs loss, Fruit Slabs Fruit Slabs? Makes cannabis infused fruit leather. He rubs wow. it on his hands, she says. My hands are always hurting, Miss Roseman says. Then use some, Ms. Dennett said, and they're on the table to be used. There are a lot of products to try. Cannabis-infused cellulite cream, lip balm, chocolate cookies, and a small bottle of artisanal buds from Northern California. Miss Roseman brought some pot from home, which she dumped on a plate so she could roll a joint. Platters of finger sandwiches were passed. Do you find yourself with friends that want to talk about something else? Says Miss Dennett. We can't. We are passionate. Miss Erickson refrained from smoking because she was pregnant. She watched as guests eyed the buds on the table. You get a gift bag, so you don't need to pocket anything, she says. As caramel popcorn and apple pie cookies were passed, the table grew silent. A man put a zebra mask over his face and scrolled through his cell phone. I was just staring off into the sky and thinking, I'm sufficiently stoned, Miss Dennett said. Miss David said, you feel like not talking too much anymore. Which I can imagine this concept of a party would get really weird really fast. Yeah. Just hanging out with people that are only there to get high. I mean, it goes on to just a bunch of... It sounds like... Celebites. Celebites? Is that the word? I don't know. 
uh, just a bunch of people with too much money and too much time. Yeah, this together. story makes me like kind of rage a little bit. Well, I'm being totally honest. I brought it up because what I wanted to secretly discuss is the bullshit that comes along with this. Now that recreational marijuana is, and this is a big topic for me, I have a lot of passion towards it because I think it's a great uh, element to have in our society and access to it because it's much better for you than alcohol by far. But what it's doing is we are now allowing people to partake as much as they like, but only if they fit into a certain demographic, because we still haven't released any of the people who have been incarcerated for what they were holding even just a year ago when it comes to pot. I mean, it's these, it's just, it's the hypocrisy of the war on drugs that really bothers me. Yeah, man. And so it's shit like this, these fucking articles, it's just a bunch of white people with a lot of money just having little bake sales. And it's so frustrating because people do the, I mean, I could go on for hours, you all know, to fucking spend any time on Twitter. Yeah. What a, what a shit, shit show. (laughs) Uh, it's just fucking bullshit. It's always, and it's always these, uh, like very spiritual quote-unquote people who are like into yoga and shit it's like always these white women who are into yoga and yoni eggs and shit it's like if you've noticed yeah fuck that shit i I don't like those kinds of people yeah they're garbage so i picked this article because i wanted to discuss i mean yeah i don't like those people and i think what they're doing is uh like the very definition of fucking white privilege so you know like recreational marijuana may come to pass as like a good thing but it's not like those people that are in jail for it aren't gonna get clemency automatically no and that's that's the fucking problem but i do know that in in washington when they passed uh there was there it was like if you got it confiscated you could go back into the uh, police station to get it back. I know. I know that there's like these little loops, loopholes that occur with it, but it's just not nailed down enough. And all we do is talk about these fucking bullshit businesses that are being started by people who just are graced with means and whatnot. Yeah, who aren't being incarcerated on for holding. Yeah, you guys get it. You get where we're going with this. Yeah, so there you go. It's not like we can do anything about it though. Well I just wanted to talk about it. It's depressing. It's it's frustrating. But go ahead. Yeah. An AI that makes fake videos may facilitate the end of reality as we know it. This is really fucking weird. Um, so basically there was this algorithm that was invented, um, that compares, uh, weather patterns, um, across like different regions of the world or specifically, um, where does this take place? I think this takes place just in like the, the United States. Yeah. Um, like just California, they're doing a, they're doing tests with um, like these dash cam videos of say you wanted to see what it would look like in the winter time, but you're you're 
only driving there through like the summer, but you're thinking about buying a house or whatever, or re- relocating. Oh, okay. So you could use this tech. This technology and it is it allows you to kind of see what like snowfall, what a typical accumulation looks like, what typical mm. cloud covers look like. And I don't know exactly how it does it, but it bases it off off of um, just different photos or whatever. I don't know how it does it. Let, let's get it. Let's get into it. That's now. interesting. Anyone worried about the ability to artificially intelli- of our artificial intelligences to mimic reality is likely to be concerned about Nvidia's latest offering. I think Nvidia is the the company. An image translation AI that almost certainly have you second guessing everything you see online. In October, Nvidia demonstrated the ability of one of their AIs to generate disturbingly realistic images of completely fake people. Which I think was that, uh, like, that Putin thing. Like, they they were able to mock up... Oh, yeah! A fake Putin. That shit is so creepy. Yeah, it's weird. Now the tech tech company has produced one that can generate fake videos. Entirely. The AI does a certainly decent job of changing day into night, winter into summer... And house cats into cheetahs and vice versa. Oh, cute. Best or worst of all, the AI does it all with much less training than existing systems. Hmm. It's because it's fucking AI, so it's like learning. Scary. Like NVIDIA's face-generating AI, this image translation AI makes makes use of the type of algorithm called generative adversarial network. um, Or just GAN. In a GAN, two neural networks work together by essentially working against each other. One of the networks generates an image or video, while the other critiques its work. Typically, a GAN requires a significant amount of labeled data to learn how to generate its own data. For example, a system would need to see pairs of images showing what a street looked like with and without snow in order to generate either image on its own. However, the new image translation AI developed by NVIDIA researchers Ming-Yu Liu, Tom Brudo, Thomas Bruel, and Jan Kautz can imagine what snow-covered version of a street would look like without ever actually seeing it. Liu told The Verge that the team's research was being shared with NVIDIA product teams and customers, and while he, could, while he couldn't comment on how quickly or what to extent the AI would be adopted, he did note that there are several interesting potential applications. Quote, for example, it rarely rains in California, but we'd like our self-driving cars to operate properly when it does rain, he said. We can use our method to translate sunny California driving sequences into raining ones and train oh. our self-driving cars. Beyond such practical... A- and then it shows a video kind of what day versus night. So this is the same video, oh. but um, it's like they mock up even what the... Cars, like, assuming, you know, all their lights work on their vehicles, headlights and everything. It's pretty yeah, crazy. That is crazy. Where the different uh, street lights are and how much light you get from them. Hmm. It's, so, it's, so it's taking a lot of image data and then I assume, like, just data from what is is normal. That's, like, that's actually pretty interesting. Because you can't get, fo- like, obviously you can get photos of everything. You're basing it kind of off of... Because you can kind of see the the issues with, sh- like, how they translate shadows and stuff isn't right. totally clean. But it's pretty dead on. Um, 
That's and it's not like crazy. a. Re- it doesn't sound like it's a very developed technology either. So it's kind of crazy to see what it. Can- and the snow one is pretty wild. Like the whole lighting changes, uh, in um, and like the leaves come off the trees and um, the cars that you see and it's pa- it's it's wild because it's like you know it's real because yeah. you, it's like the exact car is passing at the exact moment. So it's yeah. it's not like filmed once. And then reshot with like the same. It's crazy. That's so. That's so cool, though. I wonder if that technology could be applied into Photoshop at some level, and become like some kind of fucking filter. Yeah. Beyond such practical applications, the the tech could have whimsical ones as well. Imagine being able to see how your future home might look like in the middle of winter when it's located, in, like in the fall when it's uh, leaves blanket the ground. That said, such technology could have nefarious uses as well, uh, obviously. Yeah. If widely adopted, our ability to trust any video or image based solely on what our eyes tell us could be greatly diminished. Video evidence could become inadmissible in court, and the fake news could become even more prevalent, uh, prevalent online we needed. as real videos become indistinguishable, indistinguishable from those generated by AI. Of course, right now, the capabilities of AI are limited to just a few applications, which fucking won't remain the same. No. And until it makes its way into consumer hands, there's no way of telling how it will impact society as a whole. Negatively, 100%. We now can only hope for that potential of the tech in- that tech incites discussions about AI, proper regulation, because the impact of AI is going to reach well beyond the job market. That's uh, going to affect our whole lives. I find that so frustrating, but also so cool at the same time. Like I do with any kind of technology that's being invented in our... It's with like AI. It's pretty weird, dude. Sophie's gonna kill us all for sure. Um, how do you feel about the self-driving cars? It sounds very much like it is a legitimate plan of the future. Yeah, I think it's. Um, you know, you're gonna have less. You're gonna have accidents still. There's always gonna be accidents. Like trains derail even in there. You know, there's mm-hmm. a huge system behind regulating those. The question is, who's going to pay for the accident? Um, I think the we... The company, did right? Did we cover this on the show? I don't think we so. we talk about this on the show? Oh, I, re- I don't think so. I, I know I... I um, they were talking about... Maybe it was on a podcast I was listening to where they were talking about... Um, you know, you'd have insurance like, like you would for anything. I guess there'd just have to be a clause in your insurance policy that uh, that would update as according to a self-driving car... But it's just, what's the capability, and what does it mean? And the laws would have to change. You'd have to, uh, I mean, as soon as technology changes, you have to update the law to um, sort of it's safe, regulate it. It's so safe it's to not, say no parking, or not parking, um, like no tickets for speeding would really exist anymore because it's not you, it's the car. Right? I mean... Well... I have so many questions. I mean, like, would you own your own car, or would you just call, like... Would we just have car services? Oh my god, it would be in uh, Total Recall with the buddy, the buddy drivers. Those or like, yeah, Minority Report. Like, I guess people own those cars that they. Those were self-driving cars. Those are services, but I guess you would own your own. But yeah, you'd be kind of in like a little, you know, conversation booth, like a uh, like a train car. It's mm-hmm. like a single car, and then you're, you know, there's no use for a steering wheel or anything. Well, I'd love to see theoretically. I would love to see this going to go into an effect and really help out the traffic in LA. But there's another part of me that's like I mean, I could, it would definitely help out Los Angeles driving a lot. 
Um, but I think about it, and I'm like, mm, but here's the reality of it is that there'd probably be a huge, massive AI takeover, and it would be so easy to kill everybody who are in those cars. The technology of a self-driving car, as opposed to a uh, like a person driving a vehicle, it would be so such a gradual change. Yeah, it would. That. Los Angeles, you know, you can kind of live, um, you kind of, you kind of can be incredibly broke, but still survive here. Mm-hmm. So like, I can imagine a lot of people still driving their shitty cars, even after like AI's taken over most of the highway. You know how those... So you'd have to like regulate, you know, accident, like human error yeah. involved in an AI accident, like... Always- is, is the is the AI driving car always going to be responsible because it should have automatic response? It's like you can still have drunk drivers driving around the wrong fucking way on a highway or, oh something, or you know, something fucked up. Well, you know, I just had like a moment thinking about, um, you know how OG VHS on Instagram or Twitter. I don't follow them. If you don't, you should because it's hysterical. Um, but he just plays old VHS uh, recordings of commercials and shows and shit that people send him. Mm-hmm. And it, I just had this thought of just what that looks like to us with translated as now to people in self-driving cars a few decades down the road. Yeah, I think, you know. People I'm, with the parallel, you know, the self-parallel parking th- act yeah. that uh, some, like, new Toyotas can do is they can do it for you. And that people watching those commercials would be like, that's so funny. Can you imagine? That's all it's able to do. Like, kids in the future. I mean, it would be kind of cool to, like, not have to worry about drunk driving ever if, like, we lived in a world where every single person doesn't have a self-driving car. Or people who are total scam artists looking for accidents to get into and being able to claim. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, there, there's definite working. benefits, but um, change takes a long time. And we'll see how the laws change to adapt. But Change? We fear change. Humans fear change. Uh, I got another article for you. Cool. Um, this one's from Miami Herald. Uh, a Florida mayor quits after using dead people's IDs for handicapped parking, cops say. The mayor of Davenport, I mean, we've all thought about it. We've all been tempted. The mayor of Davenport has resigned about a week after the Pasco County Sheriff's Office arrested her and accused her of using identities stolen from dead people to park in handicapped spots. Assistant State Attorney Jacob Orr said Teresa Bradley's resignation and six months probation are part of a plea deal, according to Spectrum Bay News 9. Bradley pleaded no contest to a second-degree misdemeanor charge for unlawful use of handicap placard. Deputies received a tip in November that Bradley, 60, wasn't registered to have a handicap tag, but parked in the designated spots at Davenport City Hall anyway. I mean, bitch, come on. An investigation and search of her home revealed that she had two handicapped placards, pla- placards that were issued to two separate victims in her pos- possession. The sheriff's office previously released video of their investigation into Bradley's criminal activity, including a picture of her car parked in a handicapped spot with one of the stolen placards hanging on her rear view mirror. We expect our elected officials to set the proper example, says Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd. She not only violated the law, she embarrassed the citizens of Davenport with her illegal conduct. That's pretty shameful. She's also a total idiot if she thought she could get away with it. 
Bradley was charged with unlawful use of a disabled person's parking permit, possession of altered counterfeit decal, and criminal use of a person's ID, in addition to other charges. And that's all she wrote, but I just think that shit is so funny. Because if Pretty you, low, what does she look like? She looks like a, a shocked older woman. She's like, I can't believe I've been... I this can't is my believe legacy. this didn't play out the way I thought it would. My legacy is tainted. <laughs> my legacy? Ugh, God. People who just... Fucking people, man. But I mean, fucking you always... People. How badly do you need to save the few minutes of the drive? You live in Florida. You can't even blame the weather. Yeah, I don't know. In Ohio, I'm like, I don't blame you. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Anything for just a little fucking cheap shot, dude. Well, it's good. It's good she got caught. You I'm know? glad. She, she delivered it. Yeah, All she right. definitely got one, caught. Uh, I got one little quick one, but it's pretty interesting. Okay. See if I can hold this in. Senator calls for more scrutiny of home DNA test industry. I'm so glad you're talking about this. With the holiday season in full swing, Senator Chuck Schumer on Sunday called for more scrutiny into popular DNA testing kits, saying unknowing customers may be putting their genetic information at risk of being sold to third parties. (laughs) Sorry. It's in our genes to be suspicious in the fine print. So this holiday season in full swing, Senator Chuck Schumer, good old Chucky Schum, on Sunday called for more scrutiny in popular DNA testing kits, saying unknowing customers may be putting their genetic blah, 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 so third parties. Quote, these are the kits where you swab your cheek and maybe spit into a little vial and send it back to the company, and they return it saying they unravel your DNA. Schumer, Democrat in New York, if you didn't already know that, said at a press conference late Sunday morning, Schumer cited the rising popularity of home genetic kits and ancestry services such as Ancestry, 23andMe, and MyHeritage, as some of the some of their terms and service agreements weren't clear on just what companies could do with your genetic mm-hmm. information. Quote, here's why many consumer here's what many consumers don't realize. And that their sensitive information can end up in the hands of unknown third party companies, he said. There are no probations, pro- prohibitions, and many companies say that they can still sell your information to other companies. So this is quote. So this is sensitive information for what those companies can do with all that data. Our sensitive and deepest information, your genetics, is not clear and some cases not fair and not right. He added. The senator said he was calling for Federal Trade Commission to quote take a serious look at the relative new kind of service to ensure that these companies have a clear, fair privacy policies. He added with his concern of what over company of he added with that his concern was over companies' ability to sell and share genetic genetic information to third parties without consumers' informed consent. Schumer's remarks came the day before major Cyber Monday sales, but days after th- all three companies had slashed prices for their kits for the holiday season. Quote, that, get, that last gift any of us want to give away this holiday season may be our most personal and sensitive information, he said. Damn. He added that he did not think the industry was, quote, nefarious, but that they're br- they are brand new and need safeguards. MyHeritage said in a statement to NBC News that, quote, unlike other companies, MyHeritage has never sold or licensed DNA to any third party, adding, quote, would never sell or license DNA to insurance companies. Huh. So there's one that doesn't do it. Well, they say they don't do it. Mm. Like, fucking Instagram says they don't listen to your fucking conversations. My heritage statement linked to an Ancestry.com page that notes they're teamed up with third-party firm to do genetic research. So, 
you know. Hmm. Who knows? They, they're just saying what they're going to say. Ancestry's website also says that the company, with your consent, quote, may also use your information in genealogical or genom- genomic research projects to improve and develop new products and services for internal business purposes. What? What? That last line. And for internal business purposes? Wait a minute. Like, what kind of business purposes? That means that they can fucking, like, do genetic experiments. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, you have, like, people willingly giving up swabs of their information. That's so frustrating. And you you can, like, say unequivocally, like, you know, here's the... We can break down the fucking human genome into Mm -hmm. this and Mm -hmm. do fucking testing and all kinds of shit. Mm -hmm. In a statement... A spokesman for Ancestry.com, quote, We respect and agree with Senator Schumer's concern for customer privacy and believe any regulation should match the commitments we make to our customers. The statement added, quote, We do not sell your data to third parties and share it with researchers without your consent, and you may request that we delete your data or account at any time. 23andMe says on its website that the company, quote, will not sell, lease, or rent individual-level information i.e. information about a single individual's genotypes, diseases, and other traits, characteristics, to any third party or to third party research purposes without your explicit consent. Not to say that the companies themselves aren't just like shadow, you know, companies with fucking other, I mean, like that that line, that internal research business whatever that's so unsettling that means like they can i mean they're just a company that you can add a a branch of genetic research and stuff to your we think you know they're just a nice company that's just offering interesting insight into who we are as feeding our egos like who we are as people and individuals in reality they're like this is the best this is the fucking best business plan anybody could ever come with basically your costs are you fucking get the you know the te- the, the, right. the testing right. like you have to pay for that the service and then you know whatever equipment you use mm-hmm. the vials the mailing the shipping see, see you're technically average but how cost. Va- how valuable is all that data average that cost is, is about a hundred dollars so you're just selling your entire genetic structure but there's nothing more valuable than like solid data like that's what that's what these companies really every company really craves like good that's it, it, you know Nielsen ratings. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean the government. You know everybody just wants to know as much as they can so they can evaluate things and, and then take of advantage stuff. of what they find. Well, you know what frustrates me to no end with that shit is they are preying on something that people exactly. take very personally because it is personal to you. You want to know what you are closest to. You find to out like oral, oral traditions or just kind of what you look like physically and you're kind of guessing kind of, oh, this is what I'm made up Genetic of. Genetic predisposition. Yeah, you. Ba- I mean, beforehand it was based on, especially if you're American, Yeah. you're kind of like, right. oh, it's all oral. Like you, you find from whatever, right, right. you find out that stuff based on doing tons of research and family trees and all that stuff and then this sort of solved a major problem it was like it can just look at your dna and tell you like what the breakdown is and it's so and you can cool see how it's such up. a cool principle and i was so tempted yeah. not that long ago to get one no, we almost did it we almost did it i was so bound and determined but i'm glad that we didn't because i would not want somebody to have my shit on record I just it, just for me to I think know be funny. officially I, I do think if we had some extra like scratch to burn it would be funny to get one put Chi Chi's spit in there 
and then see what if anything funny comes back. I do want to tell you though that you can have a DNA test for your pets. I'm all about that. You actually can do that. If you want to, I, I think that'd be fun to do. Chi-Chi's. It just comes up as chinchilla. Of, yeah, he's like half marsupial or something. It's uh, it's chinchilla and uh, Maine Coon. Something. He's like a crossbreed. He's a good boy. He's my good boy. He's something. All right. Well, that's all it. I got a bit of a a poo that needs to come out right now. So okay, I think gross. we're gonna wrap it up. Wow. We, we covered a lot of ground though today on this episode. You know what? And we woke up towards the middle of it, and I'm proud of us for that. That's the way it always goes. When I'm listening, as I'm listening to these episodes, we find like little things to like. All right, pick up. It's pick just it up, hard to get into it, it sometimes because uh, you, anything could go wrong. You're hungry. You're thirsty. You're sober. I'm trying not to, like, I'm always aware of, like, trying not to hit the mic, so if, you know, if that happens or whatever, I'm, like, see a spike in the the levels, I'm like, oh, fuck, I just... You gotta something. wear a collar. I've found that if you wear a collar, it's perfect. Yeah. It has a place to sit, and it doesn't move. I could just get a, I need to just get, like, my hoodie and just put it on the front of it. Kind of like what you're doing, but... Even that's not good enough, because I always have, like, a collar to mine. Well, I pinched the shirt collar, and it okay. seems well, to work. Okay. I'm gonna listen back. If there's any feedback, I'll oh, fix so, it. So. Just letting you know. I'm just letting you know. Um, send us emails, canetrainpodcast at gmail.com. You won't. I don't believe that you will. Nobody ever um, does. Cane Train Podcast on Instagram, Cane Train Pod, Twitter. And now that I'm unemployed, I promise unto you, I will spend way more time. Just posting some good shit. Yes. It will be happening. Are we going to record an episode on Christmas Eve? Fuck it. Why not? I don't think we're going to have a way to upload it, though. Uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. We might take next week off just because it might not be uh, feasible. But we might bank some while we're home. I don't know. We might. might. Maybe we can just record ahead of time, dude. We could just record a few. I'm not fucking worried. I have all the time. I guess we got more time now, so that's good. Oh, thank God. All right, well. And I'm, I just want to send a little message out to you listeners. Whoever's listening. If you're listening, just fucking, just take. Take the next week, next two weeks, just to fucking get your shit together, dude. You know? Because we all work so hard in this society. We are falling all over each other, just trying to make that quick cash. It's a hard year. Make it, it happen. Year. We have all been through so much with, with the politics of this past year, the highs, the lows, legislations. Everything. Just yeah. take your time yeah. to just just take off and, and rest. And fuck whoever gets in your way of doing that. Really... Spend some time with your family because the time is now. The world could end. John Cena says. Then what? The time is now. Well, that's, that's just my little party message. Just All right. Get your shit together. Stop well, working. Have a. I think. I, I think this will logistically be difficult to do again this year and get it out. But I think we should say Happy New Year. Oh yeah. Happy Happy Christmas, Harry Potter. I'm sorry. I meant Merry happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Um, we say Christmas in this house. We do. We got the tree, little baby tree. Uh, that's it. And you can follow me, give a cane on everything, and uh, bat stains for pids. Yep, that's right. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you in the new year. See you next year. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.